Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 to 20, and it concerns the commissioning of the disciples. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Jesus came near and spoke to them, I have received all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Look, I myself will be with you every day until the end of this pleasant age. Friends, will you please pray with me and for me? Holy Spirit, you are here. Holy Spirit, speak to us as a faith community and speak the word that each of us individually need to hear. Holy Spirit, may all that I say point us toward greater intimacy and union with you, the lover of our souls. Amen. On July 1st of 2018, which I'm sure all of us remember crystal clearly because not a lot has happened in these past four years. <laughs> but on that date, um, here in this room, we read the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. And that passage tells the story of a group of friends who do whatever it takes to bring their friend, who is a paralyzed man, unable to do anything but just lie on a mat, to bring this man into the presence of Jesus. That was my first Sunday with you. And that's what... I spoke about that like those friends will do whatever it takes to bring people into the presence of Jesus. So on my final Sunday here, um, I want to share how we can go about that. And it's really not as complicated as we may think. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it might not be as complicated. And it's right here in the passage for today. Simple two-letter word. Go. 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 Jesus doesn't tell these disciples to get other people to come to them. He doesn't tell them, you should get people to come to you. He doesn't tell people to stay in a church building, to stay sitting in a pew, and just everybody magically piles into the church. He doesn't say that we should be staying in a church building, and that'll magically fix everything. Jesus tells people to go. Don't stay where you are. 
and just think that people are going to magically come behind you. Go to the people and share the love that has been given to you. And now let's be really honest and just say, and I recognized that several of you can't go like you used to. And for those of you in that place, hear very clearly, God sees you, I have seen you, and God values you just as much as ever. And so have I. God does not value anybody any less when life naturally limits us. But I also know that that's not all of you. And folks, and this is for everybody, when Jesus tells his disciples to go, he's not just talking about physical movement. He's saying to take a place, to be in proximity to the people around you. Build relationships in the place wherever God has placed you. And as far as I can tell, as far as I'm concerned, there's no expiration date on building relationships. There's no ending point for being able to listen to people, to be present in the community, to go to people, to listen to what is on their minds and hearts, to see what is going on in the lives and the places where God has placed you that God planned to place this church here in this place, in this community. Making disciples doesn't require a body that's just 30 years younger. The going Jesus is talking about here, what it requires is a heart and a mind that is still willing to be transformed. So friends, here I am today, one last Sunday, and I'm asking you to ask yourselves if you're still willing to be transformed for the sake of loving your neighbor. Because frankly, friends, you only love God as much as you love your neighbor. And sometimes even, you only love God as much as you love the neighbor you least like. And you know, in the past four years I've been here, I've looked around um, and I've seen a lot of houses being built. A lot of new people come in. 
And friends, in four years, I've never had anybody approach me about how we should welcome and care for our new neighbors. Loving your neighbor has a global feel. And sometimes it's just who is literally your neighbor. Sometimes it means looking at the community that God has placed us in and being the presence of Jesus for those we have been placed around. This church has a lot of beautiful people. I'll be holding you in my hearts and minds for a long time, including those worshiping online. Big, big hearts are both online and in this room. And it's been a privilege to be your pastor. But friends, on this last Sunday, I am asking you for the sake of the gospel, open your eyes to those around you. Making disciples is not about resources. If you don't think you have enough anymore, <laughs> friends, I have seen smaller churches with less resources do incredible ministry for their communities because they were willing to listen to their community. They knew the needs and they took what they had and were willing to meet that. They built relationships. And the result is that both people inside and outside the church were transformed for the better. There can be more to following Jesus, more fulfillment, more meaning than just showing up on Sunday and giving the check. That is part of the journey. And it's a needed part of the journey. If we don't have the, enough resources to keep the lights on, pay your staff and all that, we don't exist. But if you want others, especially younger families, to know you, and more importantly, to know how much Jesus cares about them, just walk a few hundred feet down the street and start getting to know our neighbors at the school who are our literal neighbors. I know that some of you who have those limits as the years have gone by, that you would give anything to be able to do more. And you can't. I get that. God, more importantly, gets that. So please know if you're in that position that, and this is just my opinion, that's what makes you some of the most powerful peoples of prayer. If life has limited to you, 
where you can't go and do some of the things that you would like to in service. Your prayers are powerful. But for others, sometimes I believe that God has given us the ability to be the answers to our own prayers. You know, I remember one very well-meaning individual at the first church I served who at our first um, meeting together, she said that she was just praying for 20 young families to just walk through the door. It's not how it works. If we're not willing to partner with God, which means expanding our minds, renewing our minds about how God can work in the world, and renewing our methods about what is natural to us, unless we're willing to be the answer to our own prayers, God can't move. And instead, we need to go. Go, 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 go. And again, if the only place you can go is to your knees in prayer, Jesus works with that. And I know some people here and online who are in that situation. And I also know that the past two years have understandably limited some of how we would like to love our neighbors. I've been in that position where I know something I would like to go to, but frankly, COVID was too much of a risk. But now, now that we hopefully continue to come out of this pandemic, I also believe that still today, God can use a lot of you in more ways than you realize. But you gotta be willing to have your mind transformed and renewed for new ways of ministry. And you have to, you have to. This isn't optional. This isn't just a maybe if. There's no other way than to go to the people and listen to the people and not assume that you know your neighbor's needs better than they know. And now a reality we might realize about this is that when we go to people, might get a little bit uncomfortable because we're not around people who make us comfortable. Well, in looking at scripture, in looking at Jesus, in looking at how the disciples let, especially in what we see in the book of Acts, if practicing your faith does not at times make you uncomfortable or lead you toward people who might create some nervousness, questions, anxiety even, at least discomfort, then something is missing in your faith. And it's an opportunity to grow your faith. 
And I've tried not to say that I'm certain about a lot of things, um, but I am pretty certain that you can't look through the entirety of Scripture, especially in the life of Jesus, and look for something that tells you to only spend people with who look like you, believe like you, act like you, and look like you. If you expect to find that in Scripture, you better be really patient because it's going to be hard to find. Folks, I said in our devotional this past Wednesday, um, some of you may get that, some of you may not. Um, past four years, we've been through a lot together. A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and now it's time for you to go out and engage your neighbors. To get to know them. Love them as they are and not as you think they should be. Because God has more beautiful ideas for their life than you do. When we take on the gift and also the call of being a follower of Jesus Christ, we become a sent people. Wherever we are, whatever we do, doesn't mean we carry around Bibles and start telling people like, hey, you read John 3.16 yet? No, it means we listen to them. It means... We care for them. It means we look for the wounded. It means we come alongside, and maybe over time they start to see that something actually is different about the way you're living your life and say, what the heck is going on with you? You tell them, and then they're like, well, I got to be a part of that. A sent people. Even if you're not moving very fast anymore, you are still sent into the world for the sake of the gospel, and God can still use you. The Holy Spirit does not call us to be a stationary people. And just maybe, I hope you can consider, consider just the possibility that maybe God's not done with you as much as you think. Maybe God can still use you in new and powerful ways if you're willing to go. I'm not saying that the Great Commission is about filling church buildings. It's not happening anytime soon. I'm saying it's still about impacting and transforming lives. And I'm saying that can still happen through simple, powerful acts of going and being present in the place God has placed us. Go and listen to your neighbors, wherever that is. Form friendships. Friendships with people who may or may not be like you, but you know what? 
Maybe there are some people out there who like to do some of the same things you do. Maybe you go out someplace and watch it, the Tigers game or God help you the Lions. Maybe you go out and join a local sewing group, a local gardening group, whatever it is. Whatever you're interested in, God can use that. But form friendships. And just maybe, both of you can still be transformed. Because that is the business of God. And that is making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That is breaking it on earth as it is in heaven. That is who we are. And that is what we are called to do. And by the grace of God, God isn't done with you yet. If you're willing to go with a renewed mind, re-transformed heart where God uses you to catch someone else's eye along the path. Amen.